0: Talk Radio.
1: Hello everyone, and it is a beautiful Friday. And folks, the last three weeks, we want to apologize for coming on. We are having a little bit of technical difficulties with blog talk radio, and we will make sure that that is fixed by next week. And we have our
0: favorite person, Mr. Jay Logan today. Jay, how are you doing today? I am doing wonderful today. Everything is great out here in California. It's very sunny and hot. Last week, I know you were giving me the blues, and it was nice and warm in New York. But I now I think we're both having great days out on both coasts. Wouldn't you say? Well, you know, I don't even say this, Jay. The moment you said that it was so
1: great outside, we got a cloud cover. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no!
1: <laughs> so I, I, you know, I think that's unfair. You know, you you guys always have the great weather. Somehow we always get the, the, the that's a great tip. It's not so great. Weather once you say it's so sunny out there, so to say it's terrible out there, maybe the weather will return again.
0: <laughs> well, I know it's coming soon because I know you you had tulips blooming last week, I saw tulips out there, so there's some flowers going going on out there in New York.
1: Wow, well, yes, it's beautiful over here, um and I'm hoping to see the cherry blossoms this this year. It's so beautiful if you if, I don't know wow. if you have them out there. And it is so beautiful here. Well, Jay, on to the news. We have so much to share with our audience today. And one of the things we wanted to share with the audience today is that we're having no guests today. Jay and I have decided, along with Matthew us who gives us, who's America's Seam Machine, you know how great he is, he's coming on towards the end of the show to give his tips. We're going to talk about some really important uh, subject matters today that we think are important news-wise. We're going to share our opinions about it, and if any of our callers would love to call in, we'd love to, you know, hear your opinions about it, hear more what you have to say, you know, and, and come in and have some dialogue with us, but Jay and I are really going to get down to the subject matters at hand today. It's, you know, there's a lot going on worldwide, music, the Olympics are coming, youth, you know, nonprofit groups, everything that this show encompasses. We're going to be talking about our guests will resume next week. We'll also have a bit of a new direction with our show. You know, everything is going to be brand new. So we're, Jay and I are really excited. So this is sort of like the break in between before we go to the next level. And we want to thank all of our listeners, listeners who really come on after the show is over as well and listen. We have so many people that come on and listen to the show, you know, when it's not live. So we're going to be bringing about where people will be actually conversing with us while we're on the show, asking questions. There will be a lot more engagement going forward. And so, you know, Jay and I and our whole Listen, Give team are looking forward to that. So, Jay, without further ado, let's start out with your subject today, sir. So what are we going to talk about first? I'm excited. Well, I'm, I'm going
0: to talk about uh, digital music first. And um, I'm just wondering there's the big push Going on with uh, some of the producers and engineers and and uh, some of the musicians who are wondering why they don't get credits on some of the uh, the uh, websites like iTunes, Pandora, Spotify, and Amazon, and they want to include uh, more credits in some of the metadata. And it's a big push going on right now because a lot of the DJs would like their names, uh, you know, they like their names included, and they're wondering why we can go to the movies. And you can sit there if you like. You can sit there and wait for the credits to roll, and you can see the credits at the beginning. And at the end of the movie, you know, you can watch the credits. Scroll down, but on these uh, MP3s and some of the music, you never know who's involved. You never know. All you know is basically a Radiohead on the Rolling Stones. You actually, you actually never know. You know. So basically, um, we uh, out here in Musicland would like to be included on some of the metadata. And so what do you think about that, Jill? Do you think that's a right thing to do? I
1: think think before we go on, Jay, I think you might want to explain to our audience what metadata is because some of them may not be familiar with that.
0: Okay. Um, Metadata is the information embedded in MP3s. So people can get IDs, uh, when the song was recorded, what the quality of the song is, and all types of other information that's embedded in the MP3. So when you play it on your MP3 or you bring it to your laptop, you can actually see what's going on. You can see the quality of the MP3, and you can also see all the other information that's included. And most of the metadata these days, they don't include all the credits of the people who actually worked on the project or the song file or the MP3, and that's what metadata is, is that information that's embedded, embedded in an MP3. Well, you know,
1: Jay, I have to agree with you, because a lot of times, you know, when you listen to the music online, you often hear people, you know, uh, you see the you see the music artists, you might even see some of the backup singers, okay? Now, I remember when I used to open up CDs, which is something of the past now, I would see the whole rundown of everyone, you know, the producers, you know, the, the backup singers, the engineers, everyone. And you don't see that anymore, at actually, at all, you know. And I do know that on some of the songs, it has, you know, it has actually been included, you know, but for the most part, no, you're you're absolutely right. It is it's just it's not included anymore and it's, it's 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 a bit hard it's a bit difficult when it's not included in that way. In that respect. I also think that we have to also give uh a way that you know, not only the artist itself is seen, but not only the producers, but the songwriter. You know, maybe if there's a way to get all of that information as soon as the song comes up, you have all of that information there. Now, I do know once you buy the song, Jay, that on some of the, some tracks, that music is included. I know that that has begun to happen, but not on the level like you said, in which, in which you would like to see it happen. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Um. And and here's here's, here's the argument, Um, and this is what I've heard. Let's say if Led Zeppelin had only sold albums digitally when they started back in the day, it would be very unlikely that many people would would know who Jimmy Page or Robert Platt were because of of the digital files. I mean, you wouldn't know because right now, when you purchase a download or you stream uh, music, you can't show who played on them. You know, you can't really show, you know. So you definitely need, we definitely need this feature, and we definitely need this stuff embedded in these MP3s because, you know, you would never know who these other artists are. People, would, Or here's another example. Let's say uh, somebody wrote a song, um, and then maybe 50 years later, you wouldn't know who owned the rights or who helped write the song or who some background on it. And a lot of people wouldn't get their residuals or royalties because they couldn't prove that their heirs or their ancestors or whoever have rights to the song or because, you know, you get paid for um, performance rights. So if you're a singer, you get royalties for performance rights. So could could you imagine all the MP3s with no information on them? Then nobody would get their rights and their royalties later because nobody could prove because all the information has been erased through time. So we got to get this system right.
1: You know, I agree with you. The, the, unfortunate, the unfortunate thing about this is, and, and I think this is where the issue comes in, is that I think, you know, maybe you can share this with the audience, Jay. How do we get the everyday person to understand why it's so important that this information be provided?
0: Okay, we'll, we'll take it from a layman's point of view. And look, if you're going to work 40 hours a week and nobody gives you your hours because you can't prove you work 40 hours, then your job can say you just work 20 hours or 10 hours. So kind of the same kind of situation where you don't get your credit what you do, doing, you say, hey, i worked overtime, I didn't get my overtime. You know how people get upset when they work overtime and it doesn't show up when they check? Well, that's exactly how the musicians and the producers and all the background singers feel. You know, we work overtime, but it didn't show on my check, and then you got to file a letter, to, you know, talk to your supervisor, and it just becomes a whole headache. I would look at it like that.
1: That's true. That's right, and think about it like that.
0: It's, true. it's not about ego. It's not about ego,
1: Gail. It's just it's just what's fair, you know. It's not like oh, I want my
0: credit and I want you to know what I did. It's not even about
1: that. It's, uh, it's I mean, about survival. I, totally, I, I I totally agree, and 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 you know I think we have to be careful when we say survival. I think it's about living. It's about making a living, and that's why I wanted okay. you to share with our, share with our audience. You know, like I understand and you understand, but to the everyday person. Why is it so important? You know, they may not understand. They might say, oh, Jay, what are you talking about? I'm listening to you here. And as long as I see the who the artist is, what's the big deal? So, if you, and, and I know you've explained it, but if you can explain it a little further for the, the audience person who's not us, but they're looking at the MP3 now, and they're, you know, they might want to know some of the information. Why would that be important to that person who's listening to the music? Can you share that?
0: Well, I can share that it's important because, you, you know, you would want to know who's involved in some of the music that you like so you can follow their careers and also you can follow what they do because a lot of times the people who have written these songs, the main writers, are what you like about the song. You like that talent. You might say, uh, hey, uh, let's, for instance, we could look at uh, Adele. You know, She might have uh, had a great voice, but without that song, you know, you would never, she would never have gotten that, to that peak or gotten to that level. So you kind of want to know who these people are in the background, just like when you watch movies and stuff, and you go to the movies, you say, hey, well, who produced this movie? Who was the director? I like the things that he does, so I can follow his next movie. He did the Titanic, and I would like to see what he's doing now. And those, that's some of the reasons why you want to know hey, what's going on and what's coming. Where is this coming from? So you can you, know, you can enjoy more songs and more great songs by those artists or those background singers or that crew that helped uh, make that beautiful music. Interesting.
1: You know, this is this is really great because one of the other things that I think is you know also important. You know, like Steven Spielberg, okay, and who was the gentleman that um, did Star Wars? George Lucas, and we never mm-hmm. knew who these guys were. You know, even kids know who George Lucas is. You know what I mean? So I think Uh it's so important that we, you know, that we actually share about that because a a lot of people don't even know, you know, that if we didn't know, we wouldn't have known Steven Spielberg. Steven Spielberg is a household name right now. Right. Young and old. So that's why it's so important because if we just looked at the actors in the movie, we wouldn't have gotten to know, you know the people who are actually on there now. We we wouldn't know anything, right?
0: Right, right. You know, yeah. and I think, and I
1: think
0: yeah. that's. Go ahead, Sergio. No, I'm I, I'm I'm agreeing with you, and I'm just I'm saying it's an easy fix. I mean, they could just add a field like on the site, like iTunes or Pandora. It only takes a few seconds, and I know because I mean, you you know, people who made databases before. It's not it's not like, it's not like a big issue. It's like they could do it like in a minute or two so it's I, right exactly
1: I, I, I think it's so important And i think you know the other thing is that without if you have no knowledge what if one day 20 years later your son comes to you and says mom you know i want to make a movie i saw this movie that was out around your time and i want to learn more about it you know and you're sitting there like well honey, I don't let's go look and check. I'm I'm not exactly sure, you know, something like that. And it's um then you're not exactly sure who to point your son in the direction of, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's 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 also very, very important, I think. I mean that's just my thought about it, you know. So I think it's important that we, you know, have that information available for people who are even looking to get into that area, you know, about it. Uh, The other thing I think is just knowing who's behind that person. Like showing that it takes a team to bring everything together. I think that's also very, very important. That it's teamwork. A lot of times we see the artist, they get the the glitter and everything. We don't know who the stylist is that styled the artist. We don't know who the producer was that put the music track together. You know, it also can help in in schools, too, musically. What is the whole breakdown and composition of making a song? Here is the producer that did this song, and here is the artist that did this song, and here is the songwriter that did this song. So those are other areas that we can look at, you know, when we, when we take that into consideration. Like this is what part of what's engaging is about, and that plays right into music in the schools, how a composition is broken down, you know, the instruments, what, who played what instruments on the song, you know what I mean, and right. all of that. So I, I totally agree with you, you know. And, and speaking of that, you know, is there, is there anything else you wanted to share about that, Jay? Before we move on,
0: well. I- yeah, i like to say that we both know that, you know, you can't fix every um, site. You know, iTunes and all the other sites, Spotify and all of them have to get together. This is something that we know you can't do like boom. But if we start with iTunes and some of the bigger companies, then maybe the other ones will fall in, you know, because I know it has to be done around the board. And me and Gail, knows, we know that. There's a whole bunch of uh, vendors out there who sell digital music, and I know all of them can't do this at the same time. But if we if we, if we make a start, we can start small and hopefully it'll grow like a like a rose. Well, exactly. And I think, you know,
1: and I think this is, it's prime time. I think it's even more time now because the record labels as we know it are disappearing right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. I, so I think that's, that's why I think it's also important as well, you know. So it's definitely something I think that all of us can look forward to, something that we can push for. And, you know, just uh Take it to the next level. One of the things I want to speak about, and this is also going to the next level, is speak about Oprah, okay? Oprah is really revolutionizing social TV in real time. I had the, oh, it was so much fun. Well, I went with, that, with with a friend of mine over to see Oprah Winfrey and Tony Robbins. Now, I, I have to admit, Tony Robbins, sorry about this, every one of my friends was a Tony Robbins fan. I thought he was okay. Mm-hmm like any other motivational speaker, but after going to see Tony Robbins, you have to see her in person. This man is amazing. And he and Oprah together were so amazing, okay, just so amazing. And Oprah, who came into the social media game late, okay, really came into the social media game late, is now becoming one of the most revolutionizing people in the social media industry and here's the main thing social media was set up to have people engage with each other talk with each other not talk at each other or have brands talk to us. we really speak to one another and she's bringing education in she's bringing fun in she's bringing music in the whole bit and you know sitting there I'm like wow this is so cool you know Oprah has really taken it to the next level by you're sitting there with her and you're telling her what's on your mind. She'll ask questions about what do you think about what Tony Robbins is saying. Well, what is it that you would love to address here with Tony Robbins or whatever the subject matter she is? And she's sitting there reading things that are coming up in real time. That makes a person feel great. It feels it makes them feel acknowledged. And they're getting their answer, answer right in the end. She's using everything. She's using Skype. She's using Twitter. She's using Facebook. She's using Pinterest. These are things that engage right in and there. And we're sitting there at the audience, and I have a friend next to me saying, "How can you take notes?" And that's the other thing. She has us taking notes there. Like we're really there with him. And sometimes when you take notes, it takes you away from what's being said. But you're you're really you're really engaged. And then you're talking with other people, both in the audience and online, and It's, it's amazing. You're having real conversations. Like you're in a room with all of your best friends, but instead of like one or two best friends, you have like thousands of best friends. I think it's amazing, and I think what she's doing with revolutionizing TV in this way, it has us interact with each other in ways that we never thought. She's got people calling in from New Zealand, Australia, you know, India, all around the world. She's also bringing teachers to us to deal with things that we deal with every day. She's bringing our everyday life issues that stop us and helping us move forward. This woman is making changes in a balanced way. It's going to make a difference, even in what you're talking about, Jay, because if people get clear about being in integrity with themselves, you will see people's names on the music and so forth. So you might have said a lot about it. What do you think about this?
0: Well, I, I have a question. Is Tony Robbins Oprah's life coach? Is that what he is to her, or are they just good friends, or is that is he I, her? Well, you know would... what?
1: If, if I was in her circle to that degree, I, I think I wouldn't be on the radio here right now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm we are, really but, you know, I would, you know what I'm trying to say, Jay. You know what I'm trying to say. Right. So I don't have the answer, sir, on that one.
0: Okay. Well, I think what a team! You know, you, you can't get a better team than that. You got two personalities that change the world. You got him. You know, he's like the he's like biggest biggest thing going. You know, everybody loves Tony Romo, but I just think that's great, and they're doing their thing, and um, by them working together, I mean we need to keep a keep a line, an eye on that. i we need to liking them because I think we should bring this topic up again because uh, I think that's a great team right there. So um, well, I'm, I'm all for it.
1: Well, the thing is, they made such a great team, and even seeing them on the stage together, you could tell you need to see these two more again. I mean, Oprah was so relaxed and so poised, you know, and funny. She was really funny, and she came in with Tony at the right time. You would have thought they rehearsed this together, and they didn't. That, that's what was so amazing, you know, and she's brought Deepak Chopra, Ayala Van Gaunt, uh Tony Robbins, and also um, Bishop T.D. Jakes, which I was shocked because I would never have thought to bring on, you know, Bishop T.D. Jakes. I'm like, yeah, okay, a minister? But it was amazing. It fitted right in, it, you know, because she's bringing all four pillars of the foundation that one needs to build. And she was dealing with a youth on there who went through a divorce and how it relates to how our young people feel. You know, I, You know, for any of you young people out there who are listening, we adults sometimes claim to know how you feel, and we really don't. So we are now getting to know how it affects you, and I would ask of you to talk with us more so that we learn more from you. Because a lot of us adults think we know, but we really don't. And the next time your mom or dad says that they know more than you do, remind them that you heard on this show that we do know because we've lived longer, but there's still so much we can learn from you because you're living in the now and the moment and in the present know. So, you know, let me move on, Jay, before I start th- sounding like Oprah here. So, Jay, what's your <laughs> topic?
0: Well, I, I want to talk about this extraordinary lady, um, very extraordinary very, very, um, lady. And um, her name is Connie Chow, And I, she's a, actually, she's a scientist. And she's been helping young young girls and all the way through from, – from 12 to college to be scientists and doing it in in a fashion to where I'm very, very, very – excited about what she's doing because she's she's basically telling each girl not to be afraid to ask questions. The worst thing you could hear is no, and she's actually mentoring these young kids, and a lot of them have grown up to be scientists and getting scholarships. And um, I think this is wonderful that, you know, because when you – a scientist, I usually think, you know, don't, don't get me wrong, Jill. Scientist is usually a guy or a man to me. You know, I never see women really being scientists. Oh, no, <laughs> Oh, okay. Okay. So it's, it's extraordinary to me to see this lady do it. it's like this is great because 'cause I'm like thinking about my daughter. Well maybe my daughter's gonna be a scientist now because she's changing the game, you know. So she has this nonprofit and she's she's grown this nonprofit. Like from I think from forty to one hundred and fifty percent, and now she has full time staff, more than four hundred percent, and um, she's operating in cities uh, nationally in Ghana and all around. And she's helping these kids, and I just think these little girls are going to grow up and go to Harvard and bring them young and learn how to be scientists. And I just think she's great. So Connie Young is a, a great, great uh, director. It's, it's called uh, Science Club for Girls. Science Science Club. For the girls, and that's uh, what she's doing. So she's a woman to watch, Connie Chow. Well, you know,
1: I would tell you, I'll say that I think that's amazing, okay? Because too many girls today, we don't have, you know, we didn't have vaccines, like you said, which you said is true. Uh, it's back in the day, it, I'm saying back in the day, but honestly speaking, guys really were the ones who really got a lot of what was going on. They they really uh, actually were more apt to get into science than we girls were.
0: Now, why was that? Is that something that we did wrong? I mean, what was the problem there? Because um, you guys can multitask and guys, you know, we're good, but it seems like you guys got a good brain, you know. I'm wondering why we probably didn't allow uh, the women to come in at that time, or we just wanted to jump in the rocket ship and go to the moon before you guys. What was that about? I'm just wondering. I, you know,
1: I, I, don't, I don't think it was that. I think actually, Jay, in those in those days, you know, women's roles have changed, you know, and I think sometimes we as women, when we fight, you know, and I do say fight, we call about fight for our rights rather than creating a way that we all can work together in the things that, we see that we want to move forward and in our lives. Now, that sounds like a lot of hokey-dokey stuff that I just said. But think about it. When we say the word let's fight for our rights versus let's find some solutions where we can create any kind of job we want to step into, Mm -hmm. that's a big difference, you know. And it doesn't sound as confrontational, and it sounds more of this is what I'm creating, this is what I'm taking on, and it's still saying whether you like it or not, I'm going to take this on. You know what I mean? But it also is an invitation to everyone to work together in in a particular particular area. And science is, I think science also, men and women, you know, I don't claim to know this, but I have read that men and women, our brains, as we know, are wired differently. So women, a, a, a woman's brain, yes, can take on science and would be very good for science. But I think women in those days were looking more at the housekeeping. You know, we were all looked at in supportive roles because in life we play supportive roles at home. You know, think about when we were kids. You know, the little boys always did the boy things and the little girls always did the girl things. And, you know, we were called tomboys if we liked to climb trees and things like that. But if we were the cutesy with the dresses and everything, you know, then the little boys liked us or said yuck, you know. So kind of we were kind of dissuaded from going into science, you know, because okay. we looked at it and the girls would say yuck, ooh, no, you know. Right. We would. Right. I think now, and I, and I will say, nowadays we do see more women engineers, we do see more women astronauts, we do see more women at NASA, we see more women doctors. So there are a lot more women in science. And if you think about it, too, even from the beginning of the 20th century to now the 21st century, okay, we have always been in science in a way because there were nurses, and in order to be a nurse, in order to save someone's life before the doctor got to you, we needed the nurses. Do you can, see what I'm saying? So in the yes. sense, to be, a, to be a nurse, you had to, to memorize over 260 bones in the body. It's either 206 or 260 bones in the body. Uh, You have to be equipped to understand medications and everything. You almost have to be in the mindset of being a doctor. That's science. Lab assistance. We were always there. So I think these are sometimes the things that we forget, that we were always there and we were in science. We just didn't go higher sometimes. So, you know, that's that's something to, to think about.
0: Was there anything else yeah, you want to share it. about that, Jack? Well, on a lot of note, I was going to say, now that I think about it, I used to watch a program uh, before and a lot of the women on the, some of the science programs were in, into communication and they weren't the scientists. So this is great now that Now that women are becoming microbiologists and they're going to Oxford and they're learning all this great stuff, this is great for the men. They need some help. So now they can support not only at home, they can support the scientists at work. So I think this Connie Connie, um, Chow woman is doing a great job, and I think she's a visionary and she's bold and she's passionate about what she's trying to do, and you guys look out for her because she's coming, Connie Chow. So well, one of the other things
1: I think would be great, too, is um, thank you for sharing about, Connie. You know, on the heels of what you're talking about, I don't want to go into the next thing. You know, I don't know, America may not know what a hackathon is. So, sure, so, so for our audience, a hackathon it is the coolest thing to be around. Now, it's a bunch of tech folk. It's a bunch of developers. You know, they sit there and they develop the apps for the iPhone, the Android, you name it, okay? All our smartphones. And... There's this place called, you know, uh, when you go to the conferences, especially at the tech conferences, and be surprised, it's also at the music conferences. I know, shocked, You know, they have these things there. And there's one particular one that uh, we had here in New York, I thought, that was so great. When you're around these guys, you think, oh, they're into technology, you can't talk to them. The things they come up with in 20 minutes, an hour, or sometimes several hours is amazing. And it's so funny, Jay, that you talk about this because I met, Two people who are women who are actually uh, mobile app makers, okay? And Mm -hmm. there's another young lady that I know from India also that is a mobile app maker. So they're out there. And the other thing I want to share with you is talking about technology and science. In India, women are leading like you would not believe. Some of the best coders, no offense to the guys from India, but some of the best coders and some of the best uh, scientists, engineers are women. Women are really taking their power forward, yet still being ladies, which is so amazing because often we think as women, and these are to the young teenage girls too. You can still be a teenager and a young lady and still be a scientist or anything else you want, even a prize fighter. I know that sounds funny, but look at Layla Ali. She's very much a lady, and she was a fighter, like her dad. That's what she wanted to do. So one of the things going back to the hackathon is there's a company called Code of America. It's a nonprofit that was founded in 2009, which offers fellowships for tech workers interested in helping city government leaders. So back, uh, back during the snowstorms last year when they hit uh, Boston, Code of America created some mobile apps for parents to actually track their children's school buses. And uh, community groups were also able to adopt fire hydrants to help them clear of snow. Not only do these apps help people in Boston, but they were also repurposed for other cities. Now, why is this important? Okay, I'm going to tell you why it's important. You have a mobile app on there, and you have a child. It can tell you when uh, the school bus is coming. So if you are just a person who's going to work or if you're going to school yourself, college, doesn't matter, you know what's going on at any given time with the weather, okay? The other cool thing about hacking is that it's not hacking into something. It's creating something with a group of people on the fly that's going to make a difference for other people, you know, and you're getting paid for it. So your value is being taken care of, of your skill set, and at the same time you're making a difference globally for so many people. And you don't know what that small thing that you're doing is going to do next. And what a hackathon is, is they give you one day to come up with these amazing apps like what these apps are, what they're going to do, what they look like, everything. And it's really cool. What do you think about that, Jay?
0: I think that it's, uh, it's wonderful that uh, you got you got this company out here doing that. Um, most of the apps, I always buy apps on my uh, iPad, by the way, and I'm loving all the stuff that's coming out. And um, I never get enough apps, Gail, never get enough apps. I'm always looking for the next, next best thing, and by these companies developed, these apps are just making me go crazy. The other thing is uh, since I can't keep up with the operating systems, I hope they do something about, you know, people who have uh, older iPads, you know, because a lot of the new apps that come out won't work on the older apps. So hopefully these this group of people that you're talking about are taking us in consideration so us they can't buy, you know, the new iPad 3 that, you know, Gail says she might get me one, so I'm waiting for Christmas. I don't don't think so. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Being serious on a serious note, yeah, I think this is great that uh, this new technology that they're doing is going to help us uh, have more apps out there. And that's uh, basically, basically what I think. I think it's great what they're doing.
1: And, you know, and there's something called creative currency. Now, I want to let everyone know, a lot of this news that Jay and I are bringing to you is by way of Yahoo.com, we thank you, and Mashable.com, we thank you, and other uh, things that we see on the, uh, the web. Our opin- uh, opinions are expressly the opinions of the hosts here on Listen now, one of the things I wanted to talk about is here's another area that is creating something to bring jobs. Now, this is where, as you often have heard me say, tech, online and offline have to have a balance, and this is where it does. There's a company in San Francisco called Creative Currency. It's new tools for a new economy. And it's called Creative Currency. And it's an intri- it's bringing together, it's an initiative bringing together leading developers and designers with national experts in social finance Local currencies, crowdfunding, sharing platforms, and other leaders of the new economy to envision, prototype, and deploy innovative solutions that, in exchange, that you know that are in exchange from the ground up. It's bringing community organizations together. It's bringing individuals together to actually make it easy for people to get more jobs, showing ways that people can get more jobs, and even in some ways training people okay, wow. so that they, that they will learn some of these things. Can you imagine that? Your homeless on the street. And San Francisco boasts some of the highest population of the homeless, okay? okay. So this is something that's really good, and it, it really does make a difference, okay? And, you know, so this is – I just can't say enough about this. You know, it's um it's an opportunity for people to – come together and and uh, not be homeless to get new jobs, to learn something as a skill, whether you're older or younger and you're looking for a job, you may be able to even start your own business. Young kids are now creating apps. Our kids are so far ahead it's not even funny, okay? Now, the other thing I want to share with everyone is there's also something called Mixed It Up. Mixed It Up Mix- is another on which assembles teams of marketing and technology experts to give startup founders their undivided attention and help for two hours, okay? So they just get free help for two hours for the most part. Not all the time, but for the most part. And what's so cool about this, I mean really, really so cool about this, is that, you know, it's it's something that was thought of. You know, it's it's like this. It's spawning opportunities that are transforming industries, economies, and society. You know, marketers usually don't know how to speak to technology people, and technology people don't usually know how to speak to marketing people. And there's a way that you have to communicate technologically. As a marketing person, you have to understand what you're trying to say to that person who's developing, not because they're dumb, but you're speaking in terms of every day of what you would do at your company. That developer has some questions that they may need to know so that they can market to your company appropriately. At the same time, developers are becoming very savvy where they're taking on visual arts and they're taking on business development. So they can really, and when I say business development, they're just taking on a nuts and bolts of understanding what it is to create a business so that when they speak to small businesses, they have a really unique understanding of what that small business wants, okay? And what MITx is, mixed it up, (laughs) I love it, is it's a premier marketing and internet business association we're dedicated to creating opportunities for businesses and individuals to connect, with and thrive. Businesses today need to be on the mobile phone. Everyone spends probably 60 to 75% of the time on their mobile phone when they're out and about. That's the way people are consuming watching movies, Netflix, you know, Blockbuster, all of these, they're online. Some, some shows are only available on Netflix. All right? So if you want an app to get your business out there, show something fun about your business or anything like that. These are the kinds of things that are happening so that developers and marketing people can serve you better. And it's also helping marketing people to not speak at us as consumers, but to also work together in engaging and creating a relationship with consumers. I think, you know, consumers, yes, we want you to buy the product. That's what they want. But at the same time, Marketing people are now getting that you cannot tell people what to do because people have their own opinions and they're sharing it now. They know that they have a medium in which to do that. So, any thoughts on that, Jay?
0: That's a great app. That's a great app. And like you said, uh, I'm going to check that out myself. Mix it, mix it up. Is that the name of the app? Well, no, it's not an goal. app, Jay. It's actually it's an association that brings people together for small business. Is there a, web, so, is there a website that I can go to to? Well, not exactly.
1: This is a, it's, it's a group, but what we'll do, Jay, is on our site. We'll show some of this information so that people can get this information.
0: Okay. That's wonderful. Well, I'm going to mix it up with them so we can find out what's going on. There. I that's great. <laughs> I was, on, on another tip, getting back to uh, the music thing, I wanted to let you know real quickly, Gail, that um, the European competition regulators have approved the deal for Sony to buy EMI Publishing, which includes uh, Lenny Kravitz music, Robin Williams' music, and a lot of other artists' music. And I think Sony was, like, number four, number four in the music publishing uh, rankings. And so this will make them actually number one, and they'll jump ahead of Warner Brothers and all the other uh, companies out there. Uh, and so I guess they're going to buy all the publishing. They're going to be ahead of uh, Universal and uh, Sony will be the biggest publisher in the world. So I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Well, you know, that's
1: great. You know, I still don't. I've been in the music industry for quite some years. We won't say how many, but for quite some years, and I still don't understand how, quite frankly, you know, publishing works. I understand the bare basics, and I think, Jay, we need to have a show coming up so that, Young people who want to get into the music industry or want to create their own music, we should give a, a mm-hmm. live. Uh, that might be a great idea to invite some young people to be on with us and give a live lesson on how that works. You know, and you could bring people through it. That'd yes, be man. great. That'd
0: be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah, so you think you could be, uh,
1: you could do that sometime next in the next uh, coming months.
0: Yes, we could do that, and it's great that we're going to do that because there's a lot of money that I believe that Sony paid $2.2 $2 billion for the rights and ownership of those artists' music. So, yes, we can do that in the future and uh, get to the nitty-gritty. Well, I've got some – I think that sounds really great. Um,
1: so, I you know, all I can say is I understand publishing, and I understand it plays a big part, and I know that publishing is changing in so many ways – because uh, of the fact now that where it used to be that we could monitor how many CDs are sold, then iTunes and everyone else came in, and we were some, semi-monitoring that on the publishing, but now that so many laws are coming out from the Stop uh, Online Privacy Act to everything, publishing is changing at greater speeds than light.
0: Yes, so, it's yes, be yes, interesting,
1: yes. so it's going to be interesting to see what this deal means for that too, online for music. Very interesting. One of the things that I'm, you know, wanted to go on to now is, um, it's interesting here that mothers are way more tech savvy than the average person who's already in tech, and it's and it's funny because they're saying now the new research shows, right, that moms mm-hmm. are spending a significant amount more time using media and are their earliest users of all the social media themselves, all right, they're buying iPhones they can keep up with their kids, all Right. right. They're also, and, and, okay, no offense, Jay, but we're good at multi, multitasking. So mothers yes. are really keeping up, you know, and they admit to taking, you know, talking on the phone while watching TV and online, content and shuffling through social media sites while watching online video. So, she, so when a mother's calling to ramble, and you punch out an email as you talk, just know that she has probably done the same when chatting with you on the phone, too. Mothers are really getting into gadgets. And, and kids are actually saying, my mom is cool, my mom is cool. Now, I have three nieces that will say that my sister-in-law is not cool. She has the same old phone that opens up and closes. They will say that their father is really cool with his iPhone, you know, for But the thing is that, uh, my brother will definitely tell you that they have added apps on his phone that he has no idea what they are. So
0: that is, yeah, that is that is so true because we, by you saying that, um, I went to a school and all the kids came out with better phones, smartphones than I did, and. Most of the mothers there said the reason why I bought my kid a phone like that is so I can GPS my kid, so I know where my kid is, and they watch their kid wherever they go. They go to the store. They can see. They go to school. They can see where they're at. So, you you know, what you're saying is really true. The mothers have taken advantage of this new technology where they GPS their kids. So I I saw that from my own eyes. So that's so true. I just wanted to throw that in there because uh, it's true. (laughs) The technology that's enabled, Yeah. The technology has enabled the moms to keep up with your kids. It's kind of almost like having a baby monitor on your kid now. You give them the phone, and wherever the kid goes, you go, you know. It's hilarious. It really is. Now, uh, you know, the
1: the next thing about that is that, you know, we often think that, you know, we know everything. (laughs) And we we don't. You know, it's amazingly funny. You think that you know everything, and, you know, you think you're going to know. And and I want to just give one example. I was sitting there, okay, and uh, and actually thought that I was sitting on the phone with my friend who is not technology savvy at all, okay, and I said, you know, I've got to do this, that, and the other. She said, well, Gail, why don't you just try this X, Y, and Z? And I said, well, why would you know about that? Because you hate technology. She couldn't even tweet two months ago. Now she's into everything across the board. She opened up a Facebook account. She's got 200 friends already, which are 200 other mothers. And everyone, you know, it's, it's just amazing. And they have, you know, their group that they communicate. And, it's, and I said, why don't you just, I said, you're all there in the neighborhood. She said, it's so easy to have an online group meeting on Facebook. It's so easy to do all of this stuff. And she's just like, wow, oh, this is great, you know. So there are a lot of people that know quite a bit more than we think that they do. Yeah. So so what's your next topic, Jay, for today?
0: Well, we're, I just wanted to touch on, I know that me and you uh, grew up watching TV, and I uh, just want to talk a little bit about uh, American Bandstand. And I'm, I'm it's, wondering it's, it's, if you watch Jay, I, I,
1: Wait a minute. Wait one second. Um, let's let everyone <laughs> know that we grew up watching, everyone grew up watching TV. We don't want to sound like we are the oldest people in life here. We're not, you know. we We didn't grow up during the Second World War or something.
0: I didn't watch it until the late 80s, so I don't know what you're talking about. 89, I think it was the last show. I watched the last show. <laughs> okay, I'm not even going to say anything.
1: I will not even talk about it. I'm not going to say a word.
0: But I just want to give a tribute to Dick Clark, and uh, we, he will be missed, and that's all I really wanted to say. He will be missed, and what a music business mongle. If it wasn't for this guy, could you imagine, you had said something earlier to me that really, you know, I really agree with. You had said something that wouldn't be American Idol, it wouldn't be all these other shows, so you can talk touch on that a little bit, what you had said to me earlier. If it wasn't for him, we wouldn't have a, have a uh, floor plan. But, you know, Joe, it's
1: funny because we're talking about, you know, Simon Cowell came along, you know, Simon Cowell. Uh, uh. There's, you know, young, old people coming out, all of us. We're all coming out with these new shows and everything. X Factor, you know, um, I forgot the other one that has Christine Aguilera and CeeLo Green and, and the other and I think it's Adam Ant on that show. And yes. then we what is the name of that song? Yeah, the voice. <laughs> and then we have uh and then we have um X Factor. These shows are all well and good, but here's the screen. American dance, dance was first along with shows like Soul Train and I think there was some other show that I looked online way back, like Don Kirshner's Rock Concert or something. Oh yeah. And then there was some other show and I because I did some research today when I was looking at Dick Clark when you were talk you said you were going to talk about it. And I was like, There was these, all these shows that we think, you know, you and I are looking at, you know, Dancing with the Stars and all of these people and we don't realize that there were shows that created the groundwork for these shows, you know, shows that came on that brought new artists out there, shows that, you know, we wouldn't see some Bruce Springsteen was on some of these shows. I think he was also on uh, American Bandstand. You know, Dick Clark was also behind the, you know, the ball dropping here in in New York on, on New Year's yeah. Day. So there's so many of these things that we're not even aware of uh, these days. And, um, right. and, and and if I talk, if I said anything more about it, I would just be repetitive, all right? So this, all I can say is this is a great man who did a lot of great things and that he is so responsible for so many shows on TV that are outside of American Bandstand, that ran for so many years in itself. But he is responsible for so many things, from the Emmy Awards. I think he had a lot to do with the Emmy Awards. He's done his production company has done things just globally that we're not even under, uh, aware.
0: Right. So, and I'm going to miss. Uh, I'm going to miss the New Year's celebration too. I mean, I'm just so used to seeing him, seeing him there. But I'm really be His wife's name is Gail too. I shout out. So you know, of course, she has to be very cool. <laughs> but he, he he married a great woman. I just want to say that. <laughs> so, well, thank you, Jay You know, I I wish I had a. I'm
1: several years younger than him, as you know, because I'm nowhere near 82.
0: I oh, know you're not even close. <laughs> and
1: so we just want to say rest in peace, Mr. Clark, and you know that we truly enjoyed American Bandstand because I do remember as a, a- you know right before it went off the air, I was, I was a child and. Great, and so to Simon Cowell and all the people who are behind Dancing with the Stars, the boys, Christina Aguilera, D'Lo Green, Adam and all you guys, remember Dick Clark because if it wasn't for him, it wouldn't be a platform for what you guys are doing right now. You know. So with that said, Jay, let's go on to our next topic. Are you ready? Yes, I am. Okay, well, our next topic, going to music again, the Shazam Music Recognition app is now on the new iPad. Alright? And it's, it's wild. And I, I'm seeing what you're saying. You know, it's really about this latest iPad app includes a, a retina display graphics and its lyric play feature that was released for the iPhone in January. So now you can view the lyrics to songs on your iPad and follow along as the song plays. And the app also contains the lyrics of 20,000 of the most popular songs on Shazam. It gives you a list of artists, upcoming tour dates, and connects to relevant YouTube videos as well. Now, you see, here's the thing about this. I have an iPad 2, so I'm really not happy about this, okay? Not at all, all right? Because now there may be some things that are available on the 3 that are not available for the 2, and that just isn't cool. (laughs) I don't have an iPad uh, too, but for all of you guys who are, you know, really want to check it out, you should uh, check out uh, Shazam for the iPad, and that's S H A Z A M for the iPad. This news is by way of Mashable, of course, it's my favorite site. You guys should check Mashable out. dot com, and that's that's really, you know, I mean, there's a lot of these out there Jay, that do this, but I thought, you know, you might want to uh, know more about that stuff. So.
0: Yeah, that, that's wonderful. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, so, so yeah, basically, have. yeah, basically, I just, uh, I, I'm, I think that we're uh, gonna have to tell our audience that, uh, that we're gonna have to um, move on. Yeah, uh, we do. We have to,
1: <clears throat> We do have to move forward. I mean, technology is at the speed of light, and and I and I love technology. I just want to make sure that we do not forget the complete importance of, you know, taking a walk in the park, you know, having kids go over to meet with other kids, you know, and and things of that and things like that. So with that said, uh, it's, you know, we're just thankful for having everybody on the show today and we want you to know that our show is going in a completely new, different direction next week. We're going to have some gaps that are going to blow your mind upcoming. In the past, we've had Danny Simmons, the brother of Russell Simmons, uh, who's been on the show, who is a painter. We have had Noel uh, Lee son, who works with Dr. Dre, on the audio headphones for HP. We have had so many amazing people who are from England, who are from Europe, and everything. Our show is going to be more streamlined. We're going to have guests that you're going to recognize from all over the world. We are going to have things for you to be involved. It will be a lot more engaging. And we are really looking forward to creating with you. So if there's anything else that you think that might make a difference in our show, please let us know. We ask that you like us on Facebook. And we also ask that you uh, like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash listen give. That you come and see us every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time with Gail and Jay. And we'll be having other hosts in the future that are well-known celebrities that you know. This show has been thankful for the listeners that we've had. We're also going to have things that... Are going to be new inventions, new paintings, new writers, and so forth. That we ask that you support them. So there's a Listen Give website that will also be relaunched. We will have the Facebook, which we ask that you come and like. We have our Twitter account, which is twitter.com/forward/slash/listen-give, and we will be completely and 100% working with all of you on just new material. We are just so excited, and I know you know it's just like. Jay, we have so much to share with them in the coming weeks that they're going to be so shocked. So today, folks, was just a show to share about where Jay and I were on some topics and to share some news with you that some of you may not be aware of. And in the coming weeks, we're going to be sharing with you a lot around the Olympics coming to London. And we may also even be live from London with the Olympics. So with that, we're listening and we're giving back. Anything, Jay, you want to say to our audience before we move on?
0: Uh, nope with that, I think you said it all. We're listening and we're giving back, and we are so happy you guys have sit here in the star show today. Please listen in again next week.
1: All right, folks, have a wonderful weekend. And with that said, we want your number. <laughs>